Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. And in this episode, my guests and I are discussing so many different topics. My guest is Anna O'Brien, who is the founder of Glitter and Lasers, and she's famous content creator on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok with over 6 million followers. So in this episode, Anna and I are discussing social media bullying, bullying in general, how to boost your self-confidence, how to build your brand, and how to run your business, and so much more. So tune in, guys. Very interesting content is coming up. Hi, Anna. I'm so glad to have you on Not Basic Blonde podcast. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a good day. Yeah, that's true. Would you please tell our listeners about yourself? Um, my name online, which you might be familiar with me as, is Glitter and Lasers. And I have been a blogger slash influencer for about five years. But what happened in the last year and a half is I really took off on TikTok. And currently I have about 6 million followers there, um, about 450,000 on Instagram and about 250,000 on YouTube. So it's been quite a little journey I've been on and it's exciting. You're very successful in social media world. Wow. And how did you decide to start Glitter and Lasers? Um, It was actually kind of an accident. I started Glitter and Lasers because I was working in a software company and I needed something to test software. So I said to myself, okay, I'll make an Instagram account. And that's when it first started. And then it just became like a hobby. Like I just like creating. So it was fun. So that eventually got to a point where I was making more money from my you know, digital life than I was from my corporate job. So it was an easy decision to kind of move on. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I was IT project manager before as well, before I became a blogger and influencer and all that. And so that I, got- tonight, I, was, I was a product manager. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's Instagram and influencer world. It's totally 
way more fun than regular nine to five job. <laughs> it is. It's still a lot of work though. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely way more work because I can just like put it behind and have my weekend off and not think about anything. No, it's just like nonstop. <laughs> there is no such thing as a weekend <laughs> anymore. Yeah, true. How long did it take you to fully establish your brand? Oh gosh, is it fully established yet? I talk to some influencers and they have everything together and they have like a, a color wheel and a graphic and all this stuff. And I'm like, hi, I'm that hot mess over there. <laughs> I guess my brand is not quite figured out. And that is my brand. <laughs> Fly by the seat of the pants. <laughs> but you definitely stand out and you have very unique style and you're very creative. <laughs> what, well, thank you. Yeah. What I, um, where do you get your ideas from? I don't even know where I get my ideas from I think it's sometimes like I'll see an object and you know because I do everything from like turning items into new things to dressing up in costumes to just doing fashion so I think for me it's just about what's on my mind at the moment so for example I'm reading a book right now that I really love it's called um, the curse of the night witch it's not out yet but someone sent it to me as a PR copy and there's a character in there, but the way they're described is just so interesting that I want to like create a character, even though no one knows who that character is yet. So it's, it's little things like I'll just be inspired by something that might be an everyday item. Um, and then I just let myself run in that direction and see what comes from it. That's very interesting. And you're also very, very successful on TikTok. What is your secret? I think the key to being successful on TikTok is being authentic. So a lot of creators come over from other channels and they're like perfect and polished and they have these gorgeous videos and these, you know, perfect audios and all of these other things. And then the content does really bad and they don't understand why. At the end of the day, when people come to TikTok, they want real moments in your life. And so it's almost better if it's not perfect. Like I put up a video just today where I tie-dyed a sweatsuit and I literally forgot to film the entire part where I tie-dyed it. I filmed all the steps up to the tie-dye, but I forgot to film tie-dyeing. So I just put in the video and I forgot to film this. And that's real because I feel like anybody else out there has done something like that. So rather than throwing away that content, it's sharing with people that like you're a real person and you're going to make mistakes or have funny moments, then that's what I'm people want to see. Sorry, Siri just yelled at me. <laughs> that That's what people want to see is that reality. Yeah, that's so true. And you know, I think for creators, it's hard because like from, for YouTubers or bloggers, influencers, we are used to like creating perfect content and like edit videos and everything polished, like you said. But for TikTok, I guess we need to change perspective because when we call it TikTok, we're doing the same. But for me, sometimes it's been working, sometimes not as much as I thought. Yeah, I think it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have perfect, perfect and polished videos. They just have to have that genuine spark to them, right? That, that heart to them. So I think like Instagram content is all about being um, aspirational, right? Like I aspire to be like this person that I follow, right? And TikTok content is all about being relatable. Like I can relate to this person, right? So um, an example of someone who talks about luxury items, but still is relatable 
is I can't remember her handle, but she's, she's your rich mom. And I think she talks a lot about luxury goods, yeah, but in a way no. that's very realistic. Like she's a mom and she has all of these things going on and her indulgence is nice things. And she likes to look, um, she likes to look expensive and here's how she does it. And I think that's still very relatable because lots of us want to be that way, but she's making it um, accessible. Like I feel like I could be her if I, if I followed her tips or I, or I listened to her. Whereas on Instagram, I might follow someone and be like, yeah, that's, that's never going to be me, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I think her name is Griselle. Uh, I think last name starts with L or something, but I follow her too on TikTok. Yeah. She says, I'm your rich. Yeah. Mom. Like I just think she's a, a great example of how someone can take a really high end, really aspirational account and make it work for that, for that channel. Yeah. Yeah. And what advice can you give someone who's just starting on TikTok? Um, I would say don't be afraid to fail. So on a lot of other channels, if you have a failure, it like affects your performance on your next content. That's not true on TikTok. So you can post as many videos that bomb and do terribly as, as, as you need to, to learn what works for you. So just don't be afraid to fail. Like let yourself fail and let yourself have fun. But some people say, you know, the TikTokers who have really been kind of on it and already have a lot of followers, they say it really messed up their algorithm when they posted like four to five times a day instead of posting just one time a day. But I don't yeah. know. Sure. I would say that good content will always succeed. It will. Good content will always succeed. And I think um, it's, it's different also what type of account you are. I post a lot of content that's not about just me, right? Like there are parts of it that are about me, but, but oftentimes it's a story or it's like you're learning about fashion or something like that. I think when you're posting 45 times a day and you're more of like a personality and really people are just tuning in to see like your face, that could maybe hinder it because there's only so many videos that can like land on the for you page. And I don't know like any of this for certain, because again, a lot of this is like secret to how, you know, TikTok actually works. But I know that like, if I post a couple videos, maybe not necessarily back to back and one of them takes off, then yeah, I may not post. I'd let that video kind of gain its views before I post something else. Right. But if I post something and it does terribly and it's been four or five hours and I'm like, well, it's probably not going to go much further than it has at that moment. Right. So there's no problem in posting another video just because yeah. that one didn't do well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I've heard some people say that you have to like, don't delete your old videos because they might still end, end up on somebody's like for your page. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a personal preference, right? It's a personal preference on how you want to manage your account. I tend to um, take down content that I like, uh, there's a lot of content I test that I'm not necessarily like super emotionally tied to or think that is really important to me that if it doesn't do well, I don't really feel like it needs to stay on my page, right? Like it's fine. And I don't, I don't care if it might hit the for you page in three weeks. It's not that important to me. Um, and I haven't personally ever had a situation where a video that I created three weeks down the road became popular. I have had situations where a video did okay performance and then became popular in a couple of weeks. I think there's a difference between like, you know, moderate performance and like really, really bad performance because it comes down to things like, 
How long is your video being watched? How much are people engaging? How much are people sharing it? And if your video isn't getting those things the first time you post it, it's probably not going to down the line. And that's, that's been my experience personally. However, if you are succeeding on those metrics and it's just maybe there's a lot of content and competition for content on the, the page, then you might say, hey, I'm gonna leave it up because it will eventually you know, take off. So I think it's, it's a lot of things that kind of define what, what success is or, or whether you leave it up, but that's kind of how I make the decisions. Yeah, we're still figuring out TikTok algorithm. <laughs> it's still complicated. It's complicated. It sounds, it sounds weird, but like the most important thing for video success is how long someone watches it. So if they watch all the way to the end, that's the best. So like when you're creating content, you should always be thinking about what's at the end of the video that someone's gonna stay to watch, right? So I need to catch them in the beginning and I need to give them something at the end that they're gonna wait for. Oh, I didn't and know. Wow. What? I didn't even know that like about the time, the length of time. So yeah, view time is really, really important. The longer the video is watched, the more likely it'll go to the free page. That's mm -hmm. like the number one metric. Hmm. And did you notice anything about posting time? Like what time you have to post or because I know sometimes when I post at 4 p.m., it gets like so many views like right away. And sometimes when I post different times, it might not get as many right away. Yeah, I really think it depends on your audience, right? So like, um, if you're having a primarily US audience, think about like, what are people typically doing during the day, right? They're in school, they're at work, they're, they have responsibilities and people start to start to casually step away from their responsibilities, you know, later in the afternoon and then very clearly in the evening. So I think if you're looking like at a US-based audience, that's very true. Um, for, for me, I don't necessarily have that situation because I do have um, a following outside of the US that I also have to be aware of. So for me, I typically post around 12 to 2, but that's because I'm looking at the fact that Europe is in that time period that, um, you know, is, is where they're most likely to be looking at videos. Um, so it's kind of trying to catch the beginning of that and then carrying it into when, it, when it's in the U.S. at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's so true. What is your number one tip for improving self-confidence? So a lot of people ask me about um, how to improve confidence, and I think one of the things I tell people is, is you have to be okay with getting uncomfortable. So a lot of people say, oh, how do, how do I, how do I get more comfortable, you know, confident in myself? How do I do these things that, that are scary for me? And the reality is, is you have to do them to eventually become comfortable doing them, right? The first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, who knows how many times it will take. It will feel unnatural and uncomfortable, but eventually you will find yourself, um, taking these chances and, and opportunities that you feel like you can't, um, you'll be taking them more easily because you've, you've taken the steps to conquer that fear. I think a lot of us create boundaries in our life that we feel like we have to achieve this level of confidence or self-esteem before we can do them. And the, the only way to rewrite that is to actually start pursuing those behaviors in a, in a real active way. Yeah, I think we all like just try to strive for social approval 
And then really, the thing is, is most people are super self-centered, myself included, all of us. And so we care more about how we look, how we dress, how people perceive us, than we actually care about how other people around us look. And and usually people who are very invested in people around them um, aren't doing a lot to work on themselves and aren't probably the best people to have around you anyway, right? So like, when you think about it that way, like we're all just trying to work on ourselves as much as we can, people probably don't care what you're wearing that much. And the people who do are probably not great people. Yeah, that's so true. I love what you said. It's totally, I totally agree with you. (laughs) It's true. Like we're all just thinking about ourselves all the time. (laughs) Yeah. How do you handle bullying on social media? You know, it's not always easy. I, I don't have this like massive shield where like it never, you know, bullying never hurts me. But um, I think the thing that makes it a lot easier for me is that um, I know who I am, right? I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. Um, I'm aware of what I am and I'm not doing. And when someone says something and it's not congruent with what I know about myself, it's very easy to say, well, that's not true because I, I know who I am. However, sometimes people will say things that live in that in-between when I may be not doing something as well as I could do. And that's when I get a little, that's when those comments hurt. And they're usually not the comments that um, people write the most often, right? Because they, they have to touch on something that's, that's, that's not obvious, right? So I think it's, it really comes down to knowing and understanding who you are as a person. It just makes you there's a quote from Game of Thrones, and I'm going to screw it up, but it's something along the lines of, once you know yourself, it can never be used against you, right? So like, when somebody calls me fat, I'm like, yeah, I'm fat. Like, congrats, you've stated the obvious. It's really hard to hurt me with something I already know about myself and I've already accepted about myself. Or if I haven't accepted it, I'm working to change, right? So Yeah, like I'm 5'11". People come up to me, oh, you're so tall. Well, yeah, thank you. I know that. Like, hi, I'm tall. Like, we, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, not surprised. <laughs> do you ever have those days when you feel down? And how do you get yourself back on track? Um, I mean, everybody has days that they feel down, I guess. But I typically step away from the computer um, when things are bad. And I'm not good at it, right? Because I love, like I, like I said, we're all obsessed with ourselves and we all read the comments, even though we all know we shouldn't read the comments. So sometimes I make the mistake of spending too much time reading the comments and I literally have to force myself and time myself away from my technology so that I just get that space to recognize that the comments aren't real world. They're like, they're not reality. And there's also so many good comments. Like the majority of the comments are positive. So I just separate myself from tech for a little while. Yeah, that helps me too. Plus social media can be cruel sometimes. Some people are so mean and they're just so caught up in their own drama that they try to make somebody feel the same way. (laughs) I know. And I, I think the other thing is too, is like, um, I did a lot of research on bullying, um, and the reality is, is people people who are like that, they didn't get born that way. Like somebody taught them that. So if someone's that angry or that hurt, they learned that from somewhere. You know what I mean? So that means that they themselves are probably bullied in some way. And it's kind of it becomes really sad when you think about it that that 
this is a cycle. And so one of the things that I really try to do is not contribute to the cycle. Like I don't want to add to the anger in the world because there's already too much of it like spreading around. So I just try to like not even engage. Like a lot of people come with like sassy comebacks and, and I know they're funny. They're so funny when you have a good sassy comeback, but it doesn't, it doesn't help the problem, right? It just, it's the same behavior, just, you know, in defense versus as an aggressor. Yeah, I usually feel sorry for those people who try to attack someone because I, I feel like they're really hurt deep down and they just like, trying to take it all on someone like just revenge for whoever it's also like a lot of work to be a consistent troll like that's a lot of effort they're putting in to like making somebody else feel bad i know like you need to find time to do that (laughs) (laughs) i was like i don't know where you find that time but like hook a sister up with those extra hours yeah (laughs) it's so true and I love your style a lot. And you're such a fashionista. Where do you get the inspiration from? Oh, gosh. I just love to play with things. I think I'm like like living an adult dress-up life. Like every day I'm like, who do I want to be today? And then I go into my closet and I dress up as that person. <laughs> so it's kind of like every day I get to be in a character in the movie, except the movie is my life. <laughs> but it's so much fun because your page is so colorful and it's so unique. All the styles you have are always fun. <laughs> right now I'm in a very Saved by the Bell theme with lots of like pastels and neons. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> what advice can you give as starting bloggers or YouTubers? Um, I would say the advice I would give to anyone starting out is like, it's not easy. And it's going to be painful and hard and difficult for a really long time. I think you be oftentimes we only hear about bloggers or YouTubers once they've been successful and we don't really know a ton about all the time it took them to get there. Right. And how many starts and stops and successes and failures they had before they like got to the point that you actually know who they are. Right. So I think I would, I would, the advice I would give everyone is, is first of all, evaluate if you're in it for the long haul, cause it doesn't happen overnight. And then, and B, know that you're going to fail a lot in the beginning and it's going to feel very soul crushing and sad, but then, then it'll, it eventually will become easier. But again, that's like anything in life. You have to work for it. Yeah, definitely. How long have you been doing it? Like blogging, YouTubing? Professionally, like more than just a hobby for two years. No, oh, I see. But I did it like as a hobby for, for three years before that, but I've always done All of the things I do on my handles, I've always done just as a person. So I've always like made clothing and crafted things out of random stuff in my house and, and dressed, you know, fashionable. So it's always been a passion of mine. It's just, um, I didn't start like making content for the internet until, until that time. I see. And what is your favorite quote that you live by? I don't have one. I don't have a favorite quote. Everybody always asks this and I'm like, I don't know. Um, I, I think if I had one, it would be, it is what it is. I think life has a lot of ups and a lot of downs and the faster you can just accept wherever you are in life the quicker you can find a solution and move forward. So for me, I'm always like, I don't want to dwell on the past. I don't want to dwell on what's happened. It's over. It happened. Let's move forward. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's true. I love it. (laughs) Where can our listeners find you? Your social handles and website? If you want to find me online, I'm glitter and lasers everywhere. And it's lasers with a Z. And the reason it's lasers with a Z is because it looks cooler. It has 
no other reason than that. <laughs> it does. That's true. It does look cooler. <laughs> I was like, lasers with an S look sad. Lasers with a Z? Yeah. Looks cool. It has a kick to it. <laughs> it looks like it's like a, like a, you know, an alien gun versus like, um, like a laser pointer that a cat chases. It's like that. You're just up in the level a little bit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anna. It was fun. It was my pleasure. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you. Thank you. Me too. Thank you so much for listening to Not Basic Blonde podcast, guys. You can always DM me on Instagram. It's Not Basic Blonde underscore or NBB podcast. And if you leave a review on Apple podcast, it will be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.